Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand Welcome to the show and a good Thursday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. Tonight the there is, or the here, is Necros at uh, Cool Ray Field as we broadcast live from the Gwinnett Braves Stadium in front of six unhappy customers right now <laughs> at Necros, whose dinner we are totally destroying. My, my apologies, folks. Do you want me to... Are you really? You're lying. Nice. No one is here for me. No, even We're these not guys even aren't here, here for, for me. I was going to say, we can wait till you guys are done with your apps. If you, we'll, put the, we'll put the show on pause. No, you're good? All right. Well, thank you for coming out. I appreciate it. Uh, it only took me two and a half hours to get here. So we have that going for us, which is yeah. nice. That's awful. Uh, I, I just, I understand I've done something bad in a previous life just probably, by what's been probably, going on this yeah. week. So I knew we were coming to the Gwinnett Braves game tonight. And I'm excited to do it. I love being out here. Uh, but I don't have a peach pass for my car. Do you guys have peach passes yet? No. Eric no. Von Hessler? I do not have a peach pass. No, and, and I didn't either because I never, I rarely travel 85. Right. But I said, you know what? I'm going to go downtown Atlanta today <laughs> and get a peach pass because I think they're great. If you, if you are living in an area where they have the uh, hot lane, the HOT Express lane, mm -hmm. it's a good idea to have one, even if you're going to use them every day, emergency, whatever. And I'm like, the last time I drove out here, it took me about 90 minutes. And I'm like, man, if I had the peach pass, I would have been here in 20 minutes. So I left work this morning, went downtown Atlanta, which is no treat, Right. spent $10 to park to go in and spend five minutes getting my peach pass. But I got it. I'm excited. Loaded it up. Put cash on it. I'm like, I'm going to be early to the game tonight. Get in the car. Turn on Doug Turnbull. He's like, oh, yeah, if you're just joining us, the HOT Express lane is blocked with a bus. It'll be blocked for nine hours. And I'm like, what are the odds? I finally get a peach pass, and the transit bus conks out in it. And yeah. so I was the worst traffic trooper ever today driving up here. Every five minutes, I'm calling little guy Alex Williams like, hey, is that bus gone yet? And he goes, no, dude. I'll text you when it's gone. It's still there. Why was it so hard? I was stuck in it as well. And the same thing. You get to the bus, I would have thought it would have rolled over. Yeah, exactly. It was just parked on the side of the road. Why was it so difficult to get it out of there? Apparently, the, uh, there were people on the bus. Uh -huh. So they had to wait for another bus to come and pick up those people. And then oh. they had to block a lane to move the bus off to the side. and get the... Anyway, it was, it was a whole ordeal um it was, and I, it's my fault because if i didn't buy a peach pass this morning right. that never would have happened right. it would have been, been fine it would like been... washing your car and then it rains the next day <laughs> exactly <laughs> right yeah so and but the beauty of it is so i enter the peach pass lane at uh Shalford road which is where it begins inside the perimeter right and it's 1395 oh yeah to go to come up to old peach tree yeah and i'm like all right yeah. So I pay. I paid. 
You did pay $14. You didn't get the story. You didn't know the bus was there until you got in, into the lane. Well, it was it was in the lane when I left my house. I figured surely okay. by the time I get up there, it will be gone. So right. the Peach Pass will still be the smart option here. So midway through my journey, I called our boss, Pete Spriggs. I'm like, what's the company policy on reimbursement for... Peach Pass expenditures, <laughs> and he goes, I don't know, man. We don't have yeah, one. Well, no, you're, no. He goes, don't call me again. Basically, <laughs> basically hung up on me. Just get to the remote. But but I'm Let's so go. glad to be here. This is this is awesome. Come out and see us. Uh, the Braves, uh, Gwinnett Braves, are playing somebody. We're broadcasting Cincinnati. the bats. Oh yeah, the bats. Cincinnati That's right. Bats. We're broadcasting live from Negroes. Eric von Hessler had the amazing honor of throwing out the first pitch in your long illustrious radio career. Have you ever thrown out a first pitch no, before? This is, no, this is the first time for me, and that's why I was absolutely terrified. And that guy was witness. I don't know what's going on yeah. here. But uh, I was absolutely terrified, and uh, it, after it was over, look, my whole thing was, I don't want to be one of these guys who ends up on ESPN, sure. not great that's plays, the goal, yeah. that idiot from Atlanta. <laughs> so, And I think you have to not make it to the plate for that to happen. So my whole thing was, Get I don't there. care how wild it is, it's on Facebook Live, I'm sure that I look like, uh, I know you're not supposed to say this anymore, I'm sure I threw like a girl, but let me tell you something, <laughs> I got it to the plate, <laughs> to be and fair, it all worked no, out. No, no, you threw transgendered. I you did. Didn't, yeah, you, I, I feel <laughs> I was kind of a, it was kind of a pan throw, you, if, you, I, if I could say. You threw as someone... Uh, <laughs> In the yeah. middle of training. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, fluid. That, yeah, what exactly. you're saying is I was fluid. It was a very fluid throw. But exactly. uh, after it was over, I, it was about all the terror went away, and I thought, wow, he caught it. That was great. Yeah. And so, yeah, I feel great. I, I'm curious about, because I've never done it. and I'm a, How did I get in front of you? Why did that no, happen? No, because I was stuck on 85, and they're like, Von Hessler's here already. We can, <laughs> have, we can have him do it. He's already here. Um, as as these gentlemen know, I'm a former Division One athlete. I played baseball. Are I, you really? Yeah. yeah thanks, Buford. Um, I've always wanted to throw out the first pitch but I, it would it would just i mean i would be nerve-wracked throwing I was yeah, yeah i was i was just because you just you know you could just look like a fool and then it follows you forever you know if you did it in the 70s and there was some camera crew there it would be a joke for one day but then exactly. some archived and they big no. tape over it later this stays with you forever so what, was, whatever we do now it lives on in perpetuity and not only that but people in perpetuity yes and yeah. people <laughs> love to hate so it will yeah. even build its own can thing. i ask uh, again you did fantastic the the facebook video is up jared yamamoto at uh, eric von hessler's facebook page so check it out it, it was it was a, a fine job thank you it Mark. was a fine job you as a real athlete saying that to yeah, me absolutely. <laughs> i'm curious about the wardrobe choice though why why did you say you know what i'm going jeans and plaid shirt I just wore it to work, and then I didn't oh, go laziness. home. Uh, yeah, oh, laziness. Oh, laziness. I didn't right, go. Perfect. Well, well you know, going to show up like Chris Christie with the <laughs> tucked-in thing. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to come in like I'm a pro. I just, the, you know, the gina uh, gut that he's got <laughs> hanging out. Does that guy not, when he tucks in like that, yeah. does he not like, he looks like the world's largest toddler to me. He, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Oshkosh Bagosh. Yeah, absolutely. He's like Cabbage Patch. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you're here broadcasting. We're broadcasting live from uh, Cool Ray Field. Uh, because uh, we're going to talk about Korea eventually. we we got to do that. And Johnny Kilbasa will join us and Sanjay will join us. But um, you, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not speaking out of turn here. You're a, a radio legend. You've been in uh, radio for how many years now? How many years do you I been? think the first full year was 1989. Okay. So, yeah. so here's, here's what I'm, I'm jealous about. Um, you got into radio when radio was wild. Pretty wild. And you got into radio not on a news talk station. So, so yeah. I got into radio after the wild period and on a news talk station. So I used to hear Kelly McCoy from B98 talking about 
the wild times, the record executives, the parties, the yeah. drugs, the women. That sadly, that has never occurred in my twenty years at WSB Radio. You walked None into a factory. Things. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I walked into uh, here's Clark Howard's new book. You know, there, were, there was no wild. There was no record executives taking me to the cheetah, or so I. I totally missed the wild days of, of radio, and you were right there. Well, I was t toward, I think, toward the end of that. I think if you went back to like 84, 85, 86, it was more. It was coming to the end, but it was before consolidation. So the first station I worked for, the, the people owned four stations in the country, and the guy that owned it was a nut, and he didn't live in the same city, but when he would come into the city, he would order up all the old rock and roll fun. Yeah. You know, everything that I can't talk about. <laughs> everything I can't talk about. And he was this rich guy, and the reason he stations because he wanted to go party and act like a rock star. He wasn't a rock star, but he had money, and you would kind of like be caught up in that when he would come into town. So, so it I, wasn't quite KRP in Cincinnati, but it was something like that. But, but at least you caught the tail end of that, and you were in a, a radio genre that, that lent itself to the partying aspect. There's never been <laughs> at WSB like wild, crazy parties. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Christmas party is as crazy as we get. And that's what, when Angie Smith uh, does a buttery nipple shot and, and, and dances. Like, that's as, that's as wild as the party. Some crazy things went down in that photo booth. Well, yeah, the photo booth was interesting for sure. But, but I, I, I was, because I was thinking about you, you sitting on the broadcast today, and I, just, I was just curious. And I know these guys have been in radio in a while, too, and you've, you've been at stations other than News Talk. And it's not like I had an option. Like, like, it's not like B98's partying harder or anything, either. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, no, there's, yeah. No, there's no station in our building that's really letting their hair on fire. Um, but I just wanted to know if, if you could share a story or two or something just to, to make me feel even worse about my career path and, and when, I, when I joined up at the radio. Ah, now i got to think of some kind of crazy story. Well, not just crazy. Can I sit on it for a moment? Absolutely. I, okay, okay. Absolutely. I gotta, I gotta, it was a long time ago. I'm an old man. Longoria, you were in rock radio. I was. You I started, started at start, C-101. C-101. Mm -hmm. Classic rock. Well, and what year did you start in, in the radio? Uh, 97. Theater? 97. So June of 97. That's, uh, was that a classic rock, alt rock station? It was a classic rock. All right. So any, did you get any of those wild, crazy radio stories? Uh, not while I was there, not until I moved up to Austin, and we, we're actually working for an oldie station, and that's where... Really? Uh, yeah. Randy and Spiff throwing yeah. down. We had like a... <laughs> we, used Friday. a we used to have a remote called Working Women's Wednesday, so it was women that just right after work would come in just happy hour, basically, for two hours. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why can't we do that? I don't know. Working Women's Wednesday. Can we, we do, do that, Buford? Working Women uh, Wednesday? No comment. Street walking on Wednesday. I don't, know if, we I mean, I don't know if we can. You're gonna trigger so that, somebody. Those were fun. Getting you know by the end of the two hours. Yeah. Pretty. You know. So you'd have fun at drinks. remotes. Oh yeah. See, the, I mean, we're at the Gwinnett Braves game in front mm. of, and we're having fun. We're having but, fun. Yeah. But no one's throwing uh, hotel keys at me or anything yeah, right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not gonna happen. Right. Uh, um, and and we've you well, know someone's yelling at the us. The Chewy's <laughs> remote was fantastic yes, because we was. ate a lot, but. I, I I've never experienced. <laughs> it's not know, like you're going. You out, know, for you me, know. it was more. It was more just uh, just nonstop drunkenness. I think. Yeah. Just wild parties, and you know, when you're younger, you actually don't mind playing with the same people you work with all day. Sure. So everybody's kind of co-mingling, yeah, and yeah, yeah. everybody. Well, now you're with him, and she's with her, and sometimes on crazy nights when things get too much, people forget who they were <laughs> supposed to be with. But it was just like kind of a nonstop party yeah. that, that that doesn't exist. Now. I never. I never experience that and it, it saddens me because people are like oh your radio must be I'm like well it's fun it's a yeah. good job but 
uh, we're not swapping girlfriends or whatever you were doing in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to go to L.A. until oh, I was 31. Right. So I, was, I was already... Uh, uh, Chuck, you, you've been in radio a while, and you've, you've been other at... Uh, other yeah. stations, not not talk radio stations. But. No, the first radio station that I worked for it had just like us. It had like four radio stations run out of the same uh, building, and the guy that owned it was also the GM, and his daughter was the head of sales, and she took full advantage of being the head of sales. Friday was basically a drunken day. Oh, um, God. They just everybody brought booze in, and they'd start drinking mimosas at ten o'clock in the morning. So when I would show up for a shift about two, everybody was housed. The most and exciting thing on Fridays for me. Is when TV brings down donuts. <laughs> that, yeah. That's what I'm like. Oh, someone didn't eat the crawler. Yes. All right. Uh, I want to ask more about these radio stories because I, I literally. You know, and I'm thinking you said LA, and I wasn't even thinking about LA because I started out in Western New York. Yeah. But I will tell you when we come back, uh, there was a moment where I decided. There was a moment I was where I decided to become a good person. And <laughs> if I would have turned the car around and gone the other way, I'd probably be dead now. Fantastic. All right, Eric Von Hessler is going to uh, rehash his L.A. radio story days. Um, I I'll try to think of any crazy radio. I really don't have any. None. Uh, Clark, I saw Clark Howard pay a valet once. That's as, as crazy as <laughs> You ever my, drive his Tesla? No, I've never driven a Tesla. Uh, we'll come back. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Throwback Thursday, Longoria? It is. Jason's going to play music anytime now, and we'll be back. Helen Shapiro. Helen Shapiro. Steak's mom. All right, fantastic. Good call. We'll be right back. It's Throwback Thursday from Cool Ray Field in Gwinnett County. This is the Mark Aram Show. Oh, yeah. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Funny, but it's true. Back to the show, 725, broadcasting oh, live from Cool Ray Field in Negroes. If you're here, I recommend the Knuckleball Special. It's fantastic. Mark Aram, Low T, Long. Oh, I didn't do the show intro correctly. Mark Aram, Low T, Long, Gloria Buford, and Eric Von Hessler um, putting us on his knee and telling us about the great days of radio. Uh, <laughs> the the great days that I missed. I mean, I've heard amazing stories, but I've, I have, myself have no amazing stories. First of all, I just remember, I'm a little bit, I'm not, I'm not, I've been with the same person for 30 years. So Correct. My, uh, I, I wasn't as crazy. The stories that I would tell would be more like I saw somebody else do something. And that's fine. And that was fun. Okay. But is, do you want me to tell my story yes, now about absolutely. the time that I actually became a good man and it could have gone the other way? Yes. So we went out to L.A. I was 31 years old. Okay. And and uh, we were at this station, and it was KLSX, and it was, uh, it was insane because you have a lot of people who are trying to get into bigger show business by using radio. Correct. There was these two beautiful women, and I can't remember their names, but they called themselves the Bad Girls. That was their whole act. And they came out, I think they did 7 o'clock at night, as a matter of fact. And, they were, <laughs> and every time you saw them, they looked amazing. Yes. And they wanted to get ahead in, in, in the world. And so every time that they would see me, they would jump on me because they thought that, well, he's got a better shift than we gotcha. do or something. I mean, look at me. Like Mark. what I do to Erickson every afternoon. <laughs> but I mean, not only jump on me, they, yes. would, they would jump on me and wrap their legs around me. Same and, thing, and, yes. and, and, then, and then after we were done, we would go out to Sunset Boulevard. Now, I, I left Western New York to go <laughs> to this, LA, right? Yeah. To, and, and, and so this is all new to me. And everybody's beautiful. Everybody's beautiful. And everybody, because they think I can help them in their career, which I couldn't, they would get fall all over me. So we're on Sunset Boulevard. I'm seeing celebrities. These beautiful women are acting like I'm something worth looking at 
And I get in my car, and I lived in Glendale at the time, so you, I would take Mulholland from Sunset over the hill okay. into Glendale. <laughs> and so I'm driving over there, and someone had invited me to some Hollywood party with the bad girls. And my family was at home in Glendale. And let me tell you, that ride... That hill, that, as I was driving through Mulholland, Crossroads Hill. In my, Crossroads Hill. <laughs> Fantastic. In my brain, I thought, well, they're having a lot of fun back there, and I love my family. Yeah, you know, I know, but, but I mean, and, come on, I it's came, the bad girl. I came this close to turning around and going to bad girl land, but I didn't, Mark Aram. <laughs> I kept straight into Glendale. Eric's going to tell me the real story while we do news. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back and recap that. Uh, 404-872-0750, live from Cool Ray Field, this is The Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is former governor of Texas, Rick Perry, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show on WFB. Do you know about the USA? Do you know about the government? Can you tell me about the Constitution? Hey, learn about the USA. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. To provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. So you're telling me, Von Hessler, your wife never found out? Or <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She never found out. She never found oh, out. Oh, hey, welcome it? back to the show. Sorry. Uh, Still together to this day. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, sorry about that. Welcome back to the show. 738, 22 in front of 8 o'clock. Mark Aram at your beck and call till 9 in the p.m. on WSB. We're broadcasting live on remote. As they say in uh, the radio biz, we're at Cool Ray Field. The Braves taking on uh, the AAA version of the Cincinnati Reds um, at Necros. We're at uh, Necros uh, Pub, Brew Pub, re- Bar, Restaurant, Spa. Doesn't the name just <laughs> <Yeah>. Spa? <laughs> Necros Spa. Yeah, Phil yeah. will rub his knuckleball on you in the back. <laughs> Cucumbers. Yes, uh, we're going to be with you till 9, so please, if you're in the area, come out and see us. 404 1-800-WSB-TALK. Quick programming note, tomorrow on the show, comedian Pete Holmes will join us. Oh, uh, nice. He of the new HBO show Crashing, which I, I like talking about on the show, so okay. that'll be fun tonight. Very funny. Uh, Eric Von Hessler joining us. We were uh, just getting... Uh, Can I tell you, there's something that ties together what we just heard, Schoolhouse yeah. Rock, Absolutely. when I was out in L.A. I ran into the guy behind that at some point. There's a great bar called the Dollar Tree, where all the people that were on sitcoms and stuff would hang out. And uh, this guy, would on, it was like Thursday nights or something, and he was a, a very miserable saxophone player Okay. <laughs> and the, the thing that, what do you, hey, that's the guy behind Schoolhouse Rock. Don't ask him about it. <laughs> the one thing he's known for. Yeah, he's, don't he's ask like, him The about. most miserable. He's like the, uh, who's that, that Lisa Simpson looks up to? Oh. A lot like that. He kind of looked like that Bleeding guy. Gums Murphy. Bleeding yeah, Gums yes. Murphy. Bleeding Gums Murphy. Bleeding Gums Murphy. Well, Don Longoria in uh, early running for star of the show. All right, let's hit some calls. Uh, Louie is in Jefferson. Louie, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hey, doing good, Mark. What's up, hey, buddy? Mark, uh, I just want to let you know that I didn't appreciate Neil Bors rant against you, and he's retired now. He lives in Florida. So there's no reason we're to rag on us about what's going on up here in Georgia. I can't imagine what his contract is now with WSB. He's retired. But for yeah, him, he, he's to rag on you like that on, on the radio was uncalled for, and I just think he needs to go retire. 
He's uh, he's just jealous. Uh, I, I, I well, let's just leave it there. Ooh, is there something starting? Is there something brewing here? No, no. I didn't know he talked about it. Well, well, so Johnny Kielbasa, you remember the Game of Thrones uh, intro that he did the other day? Oh, yeah. And he said that I was, uh, you know, the breaker of whatever and then heir apparent to Neil Borgs or whatever. And he spelled Neil's name wrong. It's it's N-E-A-L, not N-E-I-L. But Johnny doesn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tweeted out the the picture of the lyrics, and Neil got bent out of shape that I didn't know how to spell his name. Mm. Oh, he thought you did it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, as long as you know how to spell your name, we're good. Um, But uh, yeah, Neil, ever since I started sleeping with his producers, he got really mad at me (laughs) for some reason. Yeah. uh, So I don't know. Uh, Neil's fine. He's he's fine. Uh, John joins us in Rutledge, Georgia. John, welcome to the show. Man, you guys have got a show tonight. Let me tell you. Really good show. Thank you, buddy. I want to tell you a short story about meeting Phil Necro. I went to the RV store in Snellville to get propane to fly my hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. And I drove up, back the truck up there, let the tailgate down, and there sit that beautiful hot air balloon basket, that beautiful wicker basket. And I looked over and Phil Necro was headed my way. And I said, Mr. Necro, is that you? He said, nothing but. I said, well, hop on up here. Let me show you my new hot air balloon. He said, oh, man, I'd love to fly. I said, so I actually reached out and grabbed his hand, you know, where you, you grab one person's wrist and they grab your wrist. Yeah, yeah. Like to, you know, like to lift you up. So uh, I got him up there, and he said, well, tell me all about this. Oh, this is Al Timmerton. I said, this is the most, the most number one of all hot air balloons, uh, pretty expensive. <clears throat> That's why I got my fire extinguisher in here. And he said, now you've scared me. I said, oh, don't, you know, nothing's going to happen here. And I asked him what he'd like to take a flight. And he said, you know, John, I would love to, but my contract, won't let me do dangerous things like that. Dangerous, wow. And I said, dangerous? I I wouldn't have taken either, because growing up, I don't know about you guys, my mom said, "Never take candy or hot air balloon rides from strangers." Like that was that was what I got told. Yeah, it was, it was like, "Don't take candy from strangers and don't get in a hot air balloon." Right. Just jump in the basket, with sure, yeah, stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, John, come on, That's, especially one with candy. Yeah, <laughs> what do you got in there? Tootsie roll. Uh, Kathy joins us uh, in Duluth. Duluth. Duluth is on fire. Kathy, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark, you guys are out of control. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you Hey, for I was calling in from a, a, a young lady's perspective when you're talking about radio because back in the day, and I just had to call in and chime in because I did it from a different music genre. I did gospel. And back in the day, you know, you didn't make, you had to be in radio because you loved it, not because you were, you were in it to make money. Still the, still the got, case today. <laughs> still the case hasn't today. Changed. Yes. Oh, I, I, I doubt that very seriously, but, but, but the thing, but the thing that really made me chuckle was when, um, the legend was talking about, you know, how, you know, on celebrity wise, you met these, these people, they went on a drunken stupor and everything like that. But in gospel radio, it was a little bit different. Um, we got an opportunity to make, well, when artists came to town, you could actually, uh, they would come into the studio. You would actually get to meet them. You would open up for them on the stage when they came on, and you became friends with them. Like some of the greatest artists that I've worked with, and, and I'm still friends today, are like with the Winans. 
know, the wine is one of one of the most popular, um, like, you know, like gospel CC artists, in, you know, in the world, really, basically, when it comes to gospel music. Um, and also, I had a, a, a chance to work with Helen yes. Baylor. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, just dealing with guys like this, and I was telling the screener, I don't know who answered the phone, but I was joking because I said, I remember back in the day dealing with real to real Splicing with uh, with just a, a double edged um, yeah. uh, 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 razor blade. The technological then, you know, advances in radio. I, I'm going to hang up, Kathy, because I don't think you can hear me talking to you. Um, but I think what Kathy was saying there that even gospel stations, the religious stations, party hardier than news talk stations. <laughs> I think that was, I think that, <laughs> was what, that was the a argument. Weekend with the wineers, man. Yeah, what? exactly. That was what I got out of it. I mean, what? what I, I I had a beer with Ollie North at the Hannity Fest in 2002. Hannity like Fest. that's that. You don't remember Hannity Fest? I, oh, yeah. Did you meet Charlie Daniels? I, yeah, I did. All right, there you yeah. go. I met. Uh, you know, I did. I did uh, Jello shots with the guy that says. Uh, I'm proud to be an American. Lee, uh, Lee Greenwood. Greenwood. I did Jello oh. shots with Lee Greenwood. At Body the, shots? At gr- uh, Jello. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> at the Gwinnett Arena. Did, like you, the, did you make the Jello? Not, yeah. <laughs> they actually <laughs> make Jello. Jello. You oh, can buy can. Jello now. Did, right. But I mean, literally. <laughs> Not body shots. Though. Those are the highlights of my radio partying career. Right. Is, you know. That's sad. Um, I, I met Rich Little. Oh. You know? <laughs> Do you know that I'm jealous? That was pretty cool. That's damn cool to be not Rich happy. Little. This was also at the Hannity Fest. I think really? everything, everything exciting in my career is coming at the Hannity Fest. <laughs> we need to bring that back. We do. I'm at Lee Greenwood, Rich Little, Charlie and Ollie Daniels. North. Charlie Daniels. Don't forget Charlie Daniels. Yeah, I lied. I didn't meet him. Oh. No. <laughs> because he was at the Bortz Fest, and I didn't go to the Bortz okay. Fest because Bortz didn't you want me. You guys obviously don't yeah, get along. He, he, didn't want me, he didn't want me at the... Uh, but a lot of it, I think, too, is I don't know what your... Uh, progression has been as far as day parts but I've always worked morning drives and if you have to work the mornings your social life is is nil no you're in bed when the sun's still exactly well, exactly summertime so did you when you were in radio in LA were you mornings were you afternoons uh, we started out in afternoons we were on right after Kato Kalen he was on oh. two to four during the OJ trial that's unbelievable. and uh, we were on four to seven after him and then they moved us they had this idea that we're gonna do it like TV so then they put us on after Howard so but that was when he would go on you didn't know how long his show was gonna be he, so yeah. we would get to the station at about 830 in the morning and uh, we didn't know when he would wrap up up on the East Coast, so we our show would be anywhere from two and a half hours to five hours long. We didn't know until Depending the show on, started. Yeah, that's amazing. That Howard Stern had wow. that much power. He's like, yeah, uh, I'm going to end my show when I yeah, yeah. whenever I, I feel like it. I tried doing that last night. Yes, Remember? Yeah. I was like, we can keep going, and they're like, no, no we're going. Clark Howard got mad at you. Yes, you yeah. already got Neil mad at you. Yeah. Come on, Tony's in Mayretta. Tony, welcome to the program. Well, Mark and Eric and crew, always good to speak with you guys. What's going on, brother? Let me tell you what. As an old head growing up in Chicago and uh, being totally into the radio because of my mom, when I moved down here 30-plus years ago to Atlanta, I was listening to uh, the radio, and I'm like, I told Linda, I'm like, this is a radio wasteland. And compared to the big markets, it was a radio wasteland for a long time. Then things got good. Then consolidation happened in the industry. And that was not necessarily good for Atlanta radio. Now, the one thing about radio, as opposed to social media or even television or what have you, is that radio is the most immediate thing that one can turn on to to find out, like in your case, Mark, uh, breaking news relative to uh, traffic. Breaking exactly. news, Eric, that's you. 
I literally, mean, all we have to do is turn on the microphone, as opposed to like television, where you have to build a a, a show around stuff and set up video. Radio is you flip the switch and you're on the air. I, I'm going to go back to the point you made when I moved here in '96, Eric. Uh, it, I, I think Tony was right. It was very under radioed market. Basically, yeah. you had uh, the two rock stations, you had 99X, uh, you had Star 94. The country stations and WSB radio. That Who could was, ask for anything more? I wanted more. I, I, I traditionally, Mark, I wanted more. Mark, what's that, want, Tony? You, you wanted more, and I was absolutely astounded for as big a uh, size of a city that this was. That um, me traveling to Phoenix, Arizona, on business. That I came from a city that had a smooth jazz station, and Phoenix had a smooth jazz station. Atlanta did not have a smooth jazz station. They didn't even have even decent R&B stations playing old. We owned one. We had uh, it was called Jazz Flavors. Again, a non-partying station. Jazz. There's did never, you work at Jazz Flavors? I did traffic for them on occasion. Yes. Okay. Jazz Jazz Flavors with Renee. She did the lottery for a while too. I forgot her name. Oh, I hope you're not listening, Renee. I love you. I just forgot your last name. Renee but, Lottery. Renee Lottery was her name <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so in in my whole tenure in the in the WSB building, zero party. I'm jealous. You said you did a remote at Hooters once. Oh, we used to do. We owned Hooters in the '96 <laughs> Rock days. Yeah, we did. We did a lot of stuff at Hooters. I yeah. can't even claim a Hooters remote. Um, we'll come back. We'll, we'll finish up our. Eric's got some. He's got show prep to do. Yes, yes. The doctrineers do. do show prep actually, unlike yeah. the Mark Aram and ears. Um, <laughs> we'll come back with more of your calls. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Throwback Thursday. Listening to. Helen Shapiro. Steaks mom. I'm going to say the joke for a second time. Now I get it. Now you get it. This is the Mark Aram Show. I'm lovers in your eyes, but will you love me? Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to Cool Ray Field. Mark Aram and gang broadcasting till 9. Back to the phones we go. Marco and Lilburn. We need more lemon pledge. What's up, Marco? Not much. Um, yeah, I first got into radio uh, back in the 80s uh, when uh, I went to a friend of mine's house and uh, he built one of those uh, FM radios from um, Radio Shack that you had to from put together kit. and tune. Yeah, because they were $2 at the time and who could afford <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, so I've always you, been Not a fan everybody of was rich radio. like you, Mark. Some I, of us had to no, build our own radios. Yeah. Listen, listen. <laughs> I respect people that could build their own radio, but I mean, there was never a time yeah. in Marco's life where an AMFM radio wasn't affordable, even in Peru, right? Transistors, right? Yeah, yeah transistor, transistor radio. radio. Exactly right. They were giving them for free there, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the WSB Radio. I don't know if you guys have ever... Eric, have you been to the uh, vaunted prize closet here at WSB Radio? I pass it when I walk in in the morning, but no, I have not yet. We have it's, a prize closet? Yeah, it's a big one, too. And you'll find some... I found... I mean, they're probably gone now, but years ago, there was these little plastic AM-FM transistor radios that they used to give away. Right. And we had a box of them and in it. Like, logoed out, like yeah. WSB, and did it, it only have... You, could, you, could break, you had to break it to listen to another exactly. radio station. Exactly. Right? It was yeah. set just to uh, AM750. <laughs> So there's a box of about 500 of them that they were probably made in the early 80s. And I sold them on eBay. I made a good money. I made a good bit of money. Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. What's going on, Russell? Hey, well, you know I was in the radio in the 80s. I do know. QXI, and Kelly McCoy was there when I worked there. Gary McKee, J.J. Jackson, all them. And it, it, was, it was really wild. 
I mean, we Ke- Kelly McCoy used to do. I'm sure you know who Kelly McCoy is, uh, Eric. I know Le- who he is, but we've never met. Legendary uh, B98.5 DJ. And uh, when I was first starting out here, Kelly would tell me stories about uh, radio in the 70s and 80s. Yep. Jaw-dropping stuff. I mean... He never, you know, hung out with Lee Greenwood or anything, but, I mean... <laughs> Jello like, shots with yeah, the king. No, he never did that, but, I mean, the record producers, they come in and just throw money around. I missed the vote. What are you going to do? Get off my lawn, kid. Um, we'll come back. Uh, I want to talk about North Korea, but in the Mark Aram Show way when we come back. 404-872-0750, broadcasting live from Cool Ray Field. This is the Mark Aram Show, News 95, 5 and AM 750, WSB. So it might as well. Welcome back to the show and a good Thursday eve to you, Naomi. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 807 7 after 8. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95 5 at AM 750 WSB. The gang's all here. Buford, uh, Longo, and Loti not doing their uh, assigned jobs tonight because we're broadcasting live from Negroes at Cool Ray Field. So uh, who's filling in for you, Chuck? I don't have any idea. Who's screening the calls? I think it's Josh. Josh is screening the call. Yeah, I believe Jason so. is filling in for Longoria. Correct. And once again, we don't need to fill in for Buford when he's off. The only member of the Mark Aram show, Eric Von Hessler. I was listening. That when he's off, he doesn't need to fill in. Without <laughs> you were talking about that, I yes. was listening. Yes. Now, you have, a, you have a large cast on the Von Hessler Doctrine heard every uh, morning at 11 a.m. on WSB. If, if, if one of them uh, doesn't show up, do you, have, do you have a replacement? Like, no. if there's no Yamamoto... Do you get another guy in skinny jeans? Or? No, 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 no. You can't replace Yamamoto. <laughs> yeah. No, I just—it's all on me. Ultimately, I think you need end. a depth chart, though. You need someone to fill in for if if Tim's off or right. if Jared. So we need to fill you in. You know what the truth, Mark, is? Yes, uh, They're all very talented, but in some way or another, they annoy me. Okay. So to get a day off from any of them, I can relate. I sort of look forward to it. I can totally relate. Um, Eric Von Hessler hey. joining us here throughout the first pitch, a remarkable first pitch. Uh, the video is on uh, his Facebook page, so check it out. You did a good job, dude. I know. I, it's yeah. a, I did better than I thought, but the word remar- remarkable is not necessarily it was, positive. No, it was remarkable. You will be remarking to people about this. <laughs> yes, I will tell my grandkids, hey, I was there when Von Hessler <laughs> threw out the first, first pitch. pitch at the Gwinnett Braves game. It was game. remarkable. People were, they had remarks. Speaking of grandkids, I, I want to talk about, uh, this has a uh, bad transition, bad segue. I want to talk about North Korea for a second, uh, because we heard the latest with Jennifer Griffiths in the news. Um, this is obviously a story that is on top of mind for everyone listening right now, for sure. And I don't want to get too serious on the show, uh, but as, as a child of the Cold War, you know, I went to schools where we had Bomb shelters. Like, do you remember those yellow? No, bomb yeah, you, you would signs? see those things. Yes, and I was. In, sometimes they had those sirens. Exactly. And I lived in a small town with sirens, and I thought that meant that they were targeting us because we had sirens. They they were going to take out the sirens. Yeah, yeah, in Rochester. Well, <laughs> no, no, even a smaller town than that. But I thought that we must have them because we're targets. Yeah. And I was a little kid. I, I didn't know everybody had them. Everyone. So, but I am I am old enough to to have the we had the bomb shelter signs, but I'm young enough to. We, we never did the drills. We never did bomb shelter drills. Like, my parents had to do 
get under the desk nuclear kind of drills. You never did those? Duck and cover. No. We had two in Montana. No, we didn't have to do them. That was for elk. <laughs> the, the elk come and get under the desk, kid. Elk migration. Yeah. Word didn't get to Montana. Yeah. They didn't have the internet then. Well, there's nuclear silos. That's there's, well, yeah, exactly. There. Actually, there there is a stockpile of U.S. nuclear. So you would be a target. So we yeah. would be. We would yeah. have been a target. I so saw yeah, Red Dawn. Do I know what's going on in <laughs> yeah. the Midwest. I know what's going on out there. But you really did the duck and cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Long yeah, order. Did was, you do it in Mexico? Yeah. No, no, you guys are <laughs> out of it. They didn't care. I never did it. No, I we didn't have desks. Buford, no. Did you have bomb shelters? The yellow signs. Nope. So I never. Anyway, I just I remember being a kid and not even recognizing what the bomb shelter meant. It was like. Oh, there's that crazy yellow sign next to the cafeteria again. Um, but we never, we, I never had a fear growing up in the in the Carter Reagan uh, Bush era of of you know we was always like oh what are the Russians going to do. But I never grew up in a fear of of a nuclear. Yeah, a, a war we game. weren't there for the Cuban Missile Crisis, and exactly. maybe that kind of fear is what's exactly. more like maybe what's starting to happen now. The movie War Games was like, well, if it's a nuclear war that's going to start, it's going to be a mistake. Like Russia and America, they know better than if they start something, then humanity's gone. Mutually so, assured destruction. Exactly right. This is a different story. I, I, I mean, obviously the the players are different. We've got uh, a, a rogue nuclear nation now in North Korea, run with, by a nut, with an unstable leader. We've got. I won't say that. We've got the United States. I thought you were talking about us. We've got the United States with an inexperienced leader sure. when it comes to world diplomacy. And I was just curious. So Longoria, you have you have a couple of daughters. They're too young now. But but at what point do you do you bring this up to your kids and say, hey, so this is what's going on in the world? At what age? Can would, I uh, go ahead and answer? Yeah, I don't. I mean, they're, they're. I mean, the oldest one is four, so she doesn't understand that. She's more concerned about you know. PBS yeah. at this point than you know anything like that. Did she use the iPad? Yeah, yeah, that sort of yeah, thing. that kind of stuff. You know, I w this reminds me of right after 9-11, I was on the air when that happened, and the, the days that were following it, people were saying, what do we say to our children? And my point of view always was, tell them to go outside and play. The adults have this handled. Why would you raise their yeah. blood pressure yeah. like that? Why would you well, get inside worry. of a child, hey, the adults have this handled. That's our job. It's your job to be a kid. You just go on being a kid, and the adults will take care of this. But, and in terms of nuclear, if it were to happen, what good do you do your kids warning them anyway? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to teach them duck and cover, is I think. Yeah, because that would have worked. But, yeah. but, <laughs> well, you get, get on the desk, and the nuclear bomb just rolls right over you. When I was growing up, it was um, dad came home, we had a family dinner, and the news was on. That was it. We watched the news during dinner, and you know, at, at ages you know five to thirteen, the the news would be on, and I'd I'd be curious and ask questions. Well, what's going? What is Iran Contra? What the hell does this mean? Or and so I was just curious. I know that doesn't happen anymore. The the family dinner and all that stuff. But yeah. uh, at, at what age do you tell your children? Like the truth about the news. What's well, if your kids on? ask, yeah. I think if your kids ask, then you have to you have to have an answer for them. But I don't think you have to go to them and rattle their cage. Hey, no. you may not know this, but we're all in danger. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's probably good that I'm not a parent. Hey, good night. Yeah. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> my, good night. Story about my North three year old uh, Kim Jong Un has a uh, missile that can hit Lawrenceville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have a good night. Yeah. Yeah. You, know what, you know what I told you? Good night, Moon. Yeah, yeah. I really mean yeah. it. Good He's night. gonna blow up the moon. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, Lorenzo's fixing the uh, the phones, but I believe we can get uh, "Would You Rather" cooking with Little Sanjay. It's time now. Time for "Would You Rather" with Little Sanjay. He's the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the asker of unanswerable questions. He works literally. 
four minutes a week <laughs> and calls in all the time. He is time. Little Sanjay, a.k.a. Lucky Chunkbox. Silky, how are you, buddy? What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, I'm just glad you made it for your four minutes a week of work this week. We, we, I mean, listen, I'm on a date, dude. This kind of thing happens. Uh, excellent. All right. Well, I don't want to hold you up because I know you're paying her by the minute. So <laughs> I know this is an expensive call for you right now. So basically what Sanjay does is asks us unanswerable questions that we try to answer. Please play along in your car. Eric, I'd love if you'd play with us. I've played along in the car All many right. times. First question, Silky. All right. Would you rather never use social media sites or apps ever again or never watch another movie or TV show? Oh, get rid of social media. That's for easy. sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I love movies. Um, social media, I do it more out of necessity from work. I'm mandated to do certain things with social media, so I'm getting rid of social media. Eric? Uh, absolutely. You're I not even on social media. So well, I, as, little, as little as I can. Yeah. I only use it for the show and posting, but I don't find the conversations back and forth on social media to be fun or interesting, and I don't care that where you are and what you're doing, so I'm not interested in your next picture. Not you. Understood. It's social yeah. media. Yeah. Uh, Buford says before he answers, is Tinder considered social media? Absolutely. <laughs> no? It is, 100%. Oh, it is. All right, so Tinder is. All right, buy movies. Yeah, saying goodbye to movies. Yeah. Longoria? Social media. Social media, Chuck? Yeah, social yeah absolutely. Media. All right, next question, Silky. All right, would you rather get $25 cash today or have a fresh piece of fruit delivered to your door every day for the rest of your life? What do you, Mark? So I'm going to schools? I get <laughs> five bucks once? 25 bucks one time. One time. Hello? Yes. Is, all right. Oh, sorry. An apple every day? What's the deal? Is there... Whatever. Whatever. It's just a different fruit every day. Not... But they can repeat. All right. But it's random. It's random. Yeah. Are plantains right. considered fruit? Yeah. Because I don't want to find that coming You don't want a plantain. Oh, I, um, I, I mean, it's 25 bucks. Uh, I guess I'll, I can find someone that I'll, I'll give the fruit to. I'll bring it into the station every morning, so I guess I'll get the free fruit every day. Twenty-five bucks is not life-changing money, Silky. Eric, I'm in. I'm in for free as long as it's fresh fruit. Because yeah. every once in a while you're gonna get some great melon. <laughs> All right, good enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the fruit too. Fruit. All right. Fruit, yeah. Hey, I'm poor. I need twenty-five. Twenty-five bucks. <laughs> I'll, take Chuck, I'll take the fruit. Yeah, Chuck's training for a marathon. Yeah. He needs his fruits. All right. Next question, Silky. All right. Would you rather have no one show up at your wedding or your funeral? This sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. We did it last week. Oh, um, when Silky was off. Uh, I want no oh, one to show up. We well, again, well, I don't remember what my answer was last. If no one showed up at my wedding, I would have saved a lot of money. That's what you so, said last week. So that's what I want. <laughs> no one sister. Yeah, so no one shows up at my wedding. Eric? I don't care if anybody shows up at my funeral. I'm not going to be there. Funerals aren't for the dead people. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if nobody shows care? up. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll do wedding. No, you want no one to show up at your wedding? No, funeral, sorry. Oh, no one to show up at your funeral. No one to show up at funeral. Funeral? Yeah, yeah funeral. You really? Care. You guys are going to have... Uh, I don't even know if I'm getting buried. I'm going to throw you big parties when you guys go. Okay. okay. Yeah. Are you still going to be alive? I'm yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to outlive all you. Me and Alewine. <laughs> <laughs> the, two, the two unhealthiest guys in the station are going to outlive all of you. Is there anything more... I mean, why do people even spend money on... It? Put my body through a wood chipper on them. I don't care. Oh, you're not there. Why well, have a big ceremony on the well, way? Well, I mean, out? there's a religious aspect for some people. 
people. Um, well, that's you, fine. Buford's right. parents want him embalmed and in the house. <laughs> so Put him in a glass stop. case. Yeah. Stop. 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 Taxidermy? Stop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's our son, Buford. It's <laughs> a good boy. Just hang your coat on his shoulder. <laughs> All right. Next question, Silky. All right. Would you rather get 60 slaps in the face from an average woman or one kick in the private by an average man? Does he mean intellectually average? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's careful. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. So I saw something, uh, a meme or something today. It said, um, <laughs> this guy who said, getting kicked in the privates is more painful than childbirth. And this woman's like, what are you, crazy? How can you say that? He goes, no guy's ever gotten kicked in the nuts and said, you know what, we'll do this again. <laughs> let's do this again. And, let's do this again in a couple of years. But a woman gives birth, she's like, you know, we'll have another kid now. Um, God. 60 slaps from Jennifer Griffey's or a kick in the nads from Bill Cayetio. Um Oh, God. That's a, you guys, I'm going to pass for this one. Well, wow. i got to tell you, this is, I live my life in such a way. Yeah. This is honest truth. I'm okay. not making it up. All right. I live my life in such a way that I never, ever have that happen to me. I never get racked. And I'm proud to tell you it has been over 20 years since that has happened to me. And it's not by mistake. It's because the first thing I think of when I wake up every morning is, what do I have to do to make sure that that doesn't happen to me today? <laughs> and so this one is easy. I would take 60 slaps. 60 slaps? Buford? Yeah, I'll take slaps. 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 See, I've got a dog. My, my dog, Deuce, tends, he has perfect uh, aim. Mm -hmm. When I come home... Kids do, too. When I come home, he's like, <laughs> boom, right there with both paws, double <laughs> nut tap. <Yeah. laughs> Vanilla nut tap. Um, that stinks. I guess slaps. I don't want to get slapped 60 times, though. Yeah, like, after 20, you'd be like, ugh. Some people pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday's paying for it. Coming up tonight at 9 <laughs> on Hannity. All right. Silky, appreciate you, brother. Uh, follow him on Instagram. What's your Instagram account? Silky the Luckbox. Silky the Luckbox. How's the date going, by the way? It's going wonderful, man. This is the second date, so she's still around. Did she, did she order the all-star breakfast or Burt's chili? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting tacos. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Silky. Uh, we'll come back. Eric Von Hessler joining the Mark Aram Show. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. We're live at Necros at Cool Ray Field. <laughs> Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show. Throwback Thursday listening to... Who are we listening to tonight, Longoria? Helen Shapiro. Helen Shapiro. Way to go way off the map on Throwback Thursday. I love it. Uh, we're broadcasting live from Cool Ray Field. Eric Von Hessler joining the regular uh, Bananas. <laughs> The regular, we are the regular bananas. Be careful. There's yes, I know, I know, I know. Yes. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Patricia joins us in Monroe. Patricia, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on, Patty? Oh, nothing much. I just wanted to let you know I enjoy your show. My husband had, I used to hate talk radio shows. It used to bore me to death, but my husband has made me listen to it for years now, and I have finally got to where I like your show, and I, I enjoy, you know, listening to it in the evenings, and it's 
it's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, you give us uh, two decades, we'll convert you. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you stick around and, and listen long enough, we will wear you down. So submitted. I yes, yeah. we will sub put you into submission. Uh, but that's very sweet of you to say. Uh, you're a good wife, because uh, I know a lot of women be like, no. Talk, yeah. Talk radio. I've, I've dated girls that are like, why are we listening to talk radio? Put on. I'm I'm probably your youngest fan. I'm I'm 22, and not many people my age uh, they're into you know what the next movie star is doing, and I actually like to know what my country is doing. And you you yeah. bring up topics that are actually interesting. You're 22, and your husband made you start listening to talk radio 10 years ago. You said no, sir. Um, about three years ago, we got married oh, in 2012. Okay, <laughs> I'm just uh, trying to do the math here. Um, at, you are one of our youngest listeners, but uh, we just met Eric from Lawrenceville, who's 12. That's right. Who is, uh, yeah, he's in a bar. 11. He's, 11. He's 11, 11 watching a radio show in a bar. So uh, good, <laughs> good stuff. That's fantastic. Cool parents. Yes. Star of the show. Uh, but I do want to talk about, uh, it, we, we kind of got into it, was the whole North Korea thing and parents. When we come back, I want to talk to people that that had to do the duck and cover drills, that grew up in the era of the Cuban Missile Crisis, and just to compare what, what was going on then to what was going on now. So we'll come back with calls on that. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. News, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. He packed in the animals two by two, ox, camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight, I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the sun, chip and ham, tell me about the master plan. Oh, my Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, my Lord, Welcome back to the show. Good Thursday Eve to you, 837, 23 in front of 9 o'clock. Uh, we are broadcasting live at one of my favorite players of all time growing up, Phil Necro's joint at Cool Ray Stadium. Nuxie, uh, as you know, obviously a baseball Hall of Fame member, mm -hmm. longtime Braves uh, all-star. But he also played for my uh, local team when I was growing up, the New York Yankees. So Your local uh, team? I've never heard of them. The, the, Yan the Yankees, yeah, okay. little, they're a little team. Small little franchise. Um, but yeah, so I, I've been a Negro <laughs> fan for, for many years. I once, it's, it's an interesting story, I once met him. Jeez, uh, this must have been 10, 15 on years ago. a hot ago. air balloon? <laughs> he, he, he wanted to take me up in a hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, Phil. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay. having lunch with Joe. My contract says yeah, 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 it's your radio contract, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. You can't do dangerous things. Um, we're we're talking. Eric von Hessler joining us, but thank you so much for staying late, dude. I'm having I, a blast. Yeah, we I are feel too. like I'm annoying you. No, I'm not leave. at all. This is less work for me. Okay. Usually, I've got to carry these three bananas on my back. <laughs> this is helping. Uh, Buford's shoot me a look like yeah. dude, stop. <laughs> my we have family here. Don't don't call me out like that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, it's it's been it's been awesome for you to be here. Um, I, I want to take calls on on this North Korea thing. And again, I grew up in the Cold War era, but not the the fearful Cold War era. We had bomb shelters, but we never did duck and cover. There was never I never had a thought really that uh, there was you know nuclear doom was impending. Except actually, now I remember you guys remember the movie Day After the Day After the Day After. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. freaked me out. Yeah, that yeah. kind of freaked me out. But but in real life, nothing ever really freaked Jason me out. Jason Robards wandering around exactly. with his hair falling out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so I just want to talk to people that actually went through the the duck and cover drills and 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 lived through that area era when 
you know, nuclear uh, war was a, a possibility. Well, the Cuban Missile Crisis, it was right there. Yeah, They're exactly up. right. Um, Varner joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Varner. Well, hello there. You're a woman. How are you? I'm great. I'm How are you? I know. <laughs> I didn't expect Varner to be a lady, but uh, thank I know. you I know. I went to Georgia Tech, and I had a heck of a time there, too. So, What's your middle uh, name? Frank? No, Joe. <laughs> Joe. Joe. Better. Oh, even better. <laughs> All right. That's my first name, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Varner. Go ahead with the, uh, with that, the story. That's okay. Well, I am of an age that I do remember all that. Now, I don't remember. We didn't do duck and cover, but we did something really stupid. I'm an Atlanta native. My mother was a driver for the emergency drill that they had for in case we had an A-bomb drop. Mm-hmm. And what we did is that the mothers would be called, and we would line up, and we would get in the cars, and they would drive us to the country, wherever the country was. I don't even know where we were driven to. Probably Alpharetta was the country at that time. Yeah. And um, we stayed there all day as if driving that far away from the heart of Atlanta was going to. Yeah. We're going to North Point Mall. We'll be safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll be in the exactly. food court. It'll be fine. Yeah. Now, exactly. how old were you? How old were you when uh, you were I was in uh, young. I was probably ninth grade. And so That's old a, enough to know what's going on in the world. I was we're, terrified. I lived terrified of the bomb. That's, that's pretty I, remarkable. I, I was at yeah. Georgia Tech when um, the Cuban Missile Crisis was. And I really, we all, I remember standing around the, um, the, the, the Tech post office, all of us worrying about whether we were going to be alive the next day. So it was wow. not fun. It was not. So, fun. all right, compare that to to what's going on with North Korea right now. Do you have the the same sense I'm, of alarm and urgency? I, I don't because I've been there and I'm <laughs> I'm ready. I mean, whatever happens like, now, I'm, I'm ready for Armageddon. Let's get I'm this thing over with. Exactly. This is crazy. So, uh, but anyhow, it was a it was a crazy time, and I did. I, I'm surprised that we aren't any more neurotic than we are because. It really was. We did live with that yeah. fear of the. Of and you the think about it. Problem. So, so Varner was in ninth grade, and and you know ninth grade, you got a lot going on in your world. You know, you're at school. You, you're Varner's thinking about boys, and and all of a sudden, oh yeah, nuclear Armageddon. By the way, we're going to drive you to Alpharetta, and you'll be safe. <laughs> yeah. On top of being completely confused, being a yes. teenager, exactly. all these questions that you would have in the best of times. By the way, you might be incinerated yeah. at any moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now she's like, ah, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Judy's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Judy. Hey, how are you? Excellent. What's going on? Um, well, I was in Miami at the time. My father was Air Force Reserve at Homestead, and he flew C-130s. And I think I was too young, really, to get... I, I mean, I wasn't that old. I was in kindergarten. Yeah. So the whole real scope of it, and for me to remember, is only pretty much what I was told. I mean, I know so that, that we So always, you, were in, you were five years old in Miami during the Cuban Missile Crisis? Yes. Wow, um, it's good that you were only five then, because I mean, if you were any older, knew exactly what was happening. That was you were ninety miles from that. Yep, we we I was going to kindergarten, and back then kindergarten was all private because nobody yeah. went to kindergarten. So um, we had picnic tables that we got under to you know when that w- we didn't have fire drills, we had bomb drills. We got under the picnic tables, not that that was going to do anything. Yeah. Oh, no, and, that's uh, uh, completely <laughs> safe it's once the nuclear bomb. It's a picnic table. It's yeah, get out of the, the pine yeah. wood picnic yeah. table. And so for us, it, it, 
you know, I think at that age, it wasn't anything. My mother tells me that I could, you know, kids at that age sometimes, and, you know, with your girls, you're closer to your fathers. And, of course, my father was flying C-130s, dropping paratroopers. We would wow. go out to the base on Sunday afternoons and watch them drop paratroopers. It was fun because you saw all your other friends and stuff. Mm. We had no idea what this was really all about. But she had, I mean, I, she put me on medicine. They had to put me on medicine because evidently I was, show, you know, pulling my hair out by Oh, my, roots. yeah, holy oh. cow. Now, I, I, and, I would um, think the people in Guam right now might be going something similar because, you know, the, uh, North Koreans are talking about we're going to fire missiles at Guam. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're not going to hit them, but we're going to fire them in the area. So I'd imagine like beating Miami in the Cuban Missile Crisis, Guam right now. Like, well, the one good thing though, if you're there, is it's basically a military base. So you look around and all you see is firepower. Yeah. So maybe you feel it's not like being in Miami during at that point. I mean, yeah. it's basically military all around you. Not, you know, just listening to this, so I think though, for all the negatives being guys, you got to wonder how many teenage dudes use that as an excuse. Like, we, we ought to do more than kiss. Yeah. We might not be here tomorrow. Yeah, the world's going to end. <laughs> yeah, I think we round third base at Cool Ray Field tonight. 404-872-0750-1800, WSB Talk. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight, we do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, minor leaguers. I'm wrapping bacon. I'm here for the take, and I'm covered with cheese, and I aim to please, and it's great to be here in Nuxie's place. And don't forget, Nuxie was a Cleveland Indian for That's about right. a year and a half. That's right. Phil Negro got around back in the day. Uh, what's on the menu tonight, my friend? You know, Mark, it's August, and August is a weird month because August is full of things that I like in formats that I don't want. Preseason football, I love football, don't like watching preseason. International yeah. friendlies and soccer, I like soccer, don't want to see it. Mark, I, I like going to Hardee's, don't want a charbroiled Hawaiian chicken sandwich, but they're going to serve one to you whether <laughs> they like it or not. Hardee's or Arby's? Hardee's, H-A-R-D, putting the hard and hardies with a charbroiled chicken sandwich. They're rolling out. They got three different kinds. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not deep fried. It's not breaded. It's not crunchy. But to make up for that, they're going to dump teriyaki sauce and put a nice thick slice of pineapple on it for you. So, Would you rather have $25 today <laughs> or a thick slice of pineapple every morning, Johnny? Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, but, that's uh, that's you know, troubling to me because um, I have a deep, deep, deep affection for Hardee's. Like, they don't mess around. They're not saying, hey, we're going to give you a salad. They're like, listen, you're getting a triple thick burger, and you're going to eat it, and you're going to like it, right. and you'll probably have a heart attack. Why did they mess around with a pineapple chicken Hawaiian sandwich, Johnny? That makes no sense. Because I know, because I, I think that they think that there's people stuck on a deserted island. The only thing they can eat every day is Hardee's. So they figure that they're eventually <laughs> going to get sick of the tasty chicken burgers that they have. And eventually they're going to want pineapple on their chicken. Hey, you can't know, lose marketing business. departments have to stay in business one way or another. No, someone's getting fired for that. that they're not going to sell three units. <laughs> not three sandwiches are going to sell nationwide of the Hardee's 
Pineapple Hawaiian Chicken Express or whatever. I don't like pineapples chicken. cooked at all. I love no. pineapple. I just don't, I don't like. I don't, I don't find that. I don't like. Yeah, pi- Hawaiian people pizza. Put, oh no! Disgusting. You don't like pineapple on pizza? No. Disgusting. No. no. I do. Yes. Yeah, I like Not, it raw no. too. I, I don't like it on anything. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> Mr. Von Hessler, it's an honor to talk to you. By the way, it's an honor, honor. to talk to you. Yeah, you. I, uh, Johnny has been a longtime fan of uh, of Eric Von Hessler, and uh, and we both hate. Uh, Pineapple. Pineapple. Not pineapples, pineapple. just cooked yeah, pineapples. Cooked pineapples. Yeah, cooked pineapples. Exactly right. Well, thanks, right. man. Well, Johnny, thanks for the heads up. I'm going to stay, stay clear of that. I mean, I'm still going to go to Hardee's. Mm-hmm. The uh, Frisco yeah. breakfast sandwich is, is it was handcrafted by God. Does it come with a so rib cracker? It, it does, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, I'm, yeah, uh, that, that won't be on the menu long. So if you want to try that, I suggest you go today because that will be off the menu in a, in a week and a half. I, I know my Hardee's. I, so. I know the Hardee's Do you culture. ever eat at home? No. Oh, okay. Buford uses my oven more than I do. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, when he dog sits for me. He's got frozen frozen fish sticks. That's, that's exactly what he has in his house. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't eat them, by the way. Yeah, Buford. don't eat they're them, expired. but they're there. Mrs. Paul's tartar sauce. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know you've grown up in your life. It's just mayonnaise and relish. That's all it is. I can't make it myself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Johnny, we appreciate you as always. And? It's the cholesterol. Hi, baby. So am I. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Listen to my podcast on iTunes or JohnnyKobasa.com. Go and, minor league brave. Yes, and we will uh, we'll hear the Game of Thrones minute on Monday, right? We're going to get that? We definitely will. As long as All you're right. on the air, I'll be on the air with you. Appreciate you, bruh. I want to be on the <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. We'll hook you up. Have you been on the uh, I have been on the Johnny Kobasa Sausage Hut podcast. I, it's I look, fantastic. I, I want to do it. All right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll, we'll take your calls on the North Korea situation in comparison to uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis that uh, many of you lived through. 404-872-0750. Buford, do I have tickets to give away as well? Uh, not that I'm. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes. Yes. That's why he's irreplaceable. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have tickets. To, oh yeah, maybe we do. All right, we'll yeah. be right back. Final segment. This is Throwback Thursday on the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on ninety-five-five and AM seven fifty WSB. Literally have no time left, so uh, ten seconds or less if you can on the calls. Uh, Linda, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Linda? I was just going to tell you, you don't know how close we were to being nuked during the missile crisis. My best, one of the guys that works for me, a really good friend's dad, was the one that was shot down, if you saw the movie 13. Captain Anderson? Captain Anderson. Yeah. And he didn't get his Purple Heart until the last 15 years since he's been working for me. Oh, wow. To his kids. Yeah. That's, well, that's that's a good that's that's good that he finally got it for sure. Diane, real quick, what do you have? Mark told us about forty uh, fourth grade, and our principal would come on the uh, intercom and say, "Okay, we're going for our drill," and she'd do a buzzer three times. All the kids would go into the hallway, get on our knees, put our hands over our neck and over our forehead that was leaning against the wall, and we would wait. And it was like waiting on something that was going to fall, but it never happened. You're in in grade school when this is going on, right? I'm sorry? You were in grade school when this is going on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, what was your biggest worry in grade school, Longoria? <laughs> well, I could uh, color in between the lines. Yeah, what, what's for lunch today? <laughs> um, all right, we have time for one more call. Moggy? Yes. 
Welcome to the show, Maggie. How are you? Thank you. I was raised in the homestead. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. And, uh, and uh, my father had a service station, a gas station, on US-1. And um, the Homestead Air Force Base was the seventh largest Air Force Base, so that's where all the maneuvers were uh, put together and, and that, that must have been uh, just a crazy it. time. I'm sorry, Maggie. I got to do a uh, star of the show. I got to get I got to get this done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is Yamato, Yamamoto's now, girlfriend. Right are here. you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? You know that? I didn't know. Yeah. That. Now I do. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eric von Hessler. Star of the show. Catch him every morning at 11 a.m. on the Nifty 750. I do have tickets to give away. Uh, 78th caller <laughs> to 404-741-0750 gets a pair of tickets to see Deep Purple and Alice Cooper with special guest the Edgar Winters Band on August 21st at Chastain Park Amphitheater, produced by Live Nation. Thanks again to uh, everyone in Gwinnett coming out. Thanks to the Braves. Thanks to Phil Necro. Um, this was awesome. We'll do this again soon. I'm going to return my peach pass tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll, con- we'll continue the conversation on Twitter at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram, WSB, Instagram Mark Aram. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.